Hey, this is Taylor. This is Jake. And this is Dan. And this is Unicorn Finders, where we are on the search to eliminate the elusive unicorn factor in everyday people, businesses, and relationships. Hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Unicorn Finders. Really excited to have a great guest on, good human, general good dude, and also a, uh, a unicorn factor and hopefully rising unicorn in general. Kyle Muma from Next Play here. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's great having Absolutely. you here. Thanks for having oh, me on. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that the internet reached all the way in this scenario. <laughs> Just barely. I really had to stretch out every last foot of that ethernet cable you gave me, but it, it made it. <laughs> well, it's, it's unicorn unicorn property. Don't forget to give that back to us. <laughs> we only have one. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only have one we're low budge unless you want to sponsor us anybody um but yeah no so so excited to have you on um you know and uh launched next play well a little a little over two years ago now right I'm yeah right. 2018 yeah so uh we're coming up there and and so basically what we want to hear a little bit more about your story how you found that uh that need a little bit of your background what launching was like what getting buy-in was like and kind of all all of the above but a little bit about you and, and next play and we'll pick it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so grew up in Durham, went to Duke and uh, started working for our basketball program there. As soon as I got on campus, uh, spent a, a number of years with them, both as a student and then, and then afterwards. And obviously had a great experience working with coach K you got to do USA basketball in 2010, 2012, 2014, 2016 with the Olympic and world championship teams um, I went from our basketball staff over to our football staff at Duke uh, to help them with their recruiting and, and operations on the football side. That was kind of part of my path towards, I thought, going to an athletic administration. Um, ultimately decided not to go that route, went and got my MBA and then, and then started this company coming out of uh, Duke's MBA program. Um, and the, the main impetus for it for me, especially when I was spending time in recruiting, I, I saw a lot of athletes who came to Duke and missed out on what I viewed as the most formative parts of the college experience, this chance to really explore who you are and what you might want to do with your life, and then the opportunity to build a network of, of other people on that campus with you. Uh, and I, I watched a lot of athletes, especially ones who I recruited, thinking that they would do that, uh, watch them spend four or five years on campus, uh, unable to do those two things. They would leave, they'd go home and, you know, go back, live with their parents, not really be sure what they were going to do next. And I felt like uh, we could do, we could do better. And so that's kind of where, where I saw the need and, and where the solution originally arose from and happy to kind of go into any detail that might be helpful from there. Yeah. What, what is, I mean, if you were to describe, for Duke specifically, you know, what were some of the the benefits around being on that campus around like career development and that networking thing? And then how does that contradict what's available to student athletes in general? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if I think about my experience as a Duke student, right, I got to take whatever classes I wanted to take. I had the freedom to kind of do whatever I wanted to do while I was on campus. I was working for the basketball program, but for me, that was just another networking avenue. Um, for an athlete, their schedule looks very different, right? They, they essentially have a full-time job uh, and they have a lot of limitations on what they're able to do. So 
whether it's the classes that they're able to take or the career center says, Hey, we've got this uh, interesting seminar on Wednesday at five o'clock. If you're a, you know, a, a basketball player, you might have a game that night and there's no real recourse for you to um, find those resources anywhere else. And so a lot of the time you're just kind of hung out to dry. The, the other big element of it, especially in football and basketball, is you think about where a lot of these, a lot of these kids are coming from. You know, I, I came from a family my dad was a VC. My mom was an attorney. Like I, I knew how to take advantage of networking situations that I was put into. I was really fortunate in that regard. Yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these kids aren't that way and it doesn't come as naturally to them, so to speak, and they need some support. Um, and so I wanted to make sure we, we built in some additional support for these athletes to make sure like you, you're, you're an athlete on a big time college campus. You have enough, you have an incredible opportunity in front of you to meet all sorts of people and yeah. do whatever you want to do. You just got to know how to take advantage of that. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, especially the, uh, I mean, you're right. So it, it really is this kind of, well, you're not getting the same experience. I mean, you might not be paying full price for it because you're doing something else. Right. But having that opportunity about afterwards, like, all right, well, what's next? I didn't, you didn't get yeah. to bring the network with you. You got to bring, Maybe you get to keep the helmet. I don't know. <laughs> and then afterwards, like, where do you, where do you go from there? Right. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the ways then that you've won? How'd you get Duke on board and any other schools that you're talking about to kind of really one, notice that gap and to take action. Um, and then also what are some of the ways that you're actually, that you're closing that, that gap? Yeah. So, so I had worked at Duke, like I said, and so I, I yeah. knew the staff there really well and was talking to the, uh, their chief of staff, Kevin Lehman, one, one day on the phone and about this issue. And we decided to start a program called the Duke Football Future Initiative, which was a series of workshops, uh, alumni, alumni events, panel discussions, business mm -hmm. visits locally in the Triangle, uh, where we could start to expose these athletes to life beyond football and, and help them to take advantage of these opportunities. Uh, I built similar programs then at, at Campbell University and at Furman University, uh, did some work with Davidson as well. And then what, what we realized through running these kind of on-campus programs is that the real benefit to these athletes was just em empowering them to engage with former players who had been in their shoes, putting some information in front of them that was athlete-specific, connecting them with companies. We realized we could do that more effectively at scale by incorporating technology. So... Well, what we do now is we create uh, custom branded mobile apps for athletics mm -hmm. organizations from Iowa football to Duke basketball to the LA Rams, where they can connect current and former players. The teams can stay better connected to the alums. The alums stay better connected to their teammates. And the current athletes have a chance to engage with former athletes and with, and with companies that might want to hire them. Uh, yeah. all, all in this space where athletes are really empowered to, to take control of the process. Man, this is Kyle. This is amazing, and I, this is all so looking forward to, to catching up with you today and, and meeting you well, for the very first time. But like, I've I've had this conversation on. I'm, I'm I'm not kidding you. I've had this conversation more with my wife and also my friends. That literally, I dropped the ball when it came, and really everybody does, right? So my wife went to SCAD, um, you know, one of the top art colleges in the world. I went to the University of South Carolina. Go Gamecocks. We did beat Duke. Yeah, um, yeah, that, years back. that was that was great. Um, but, you know, we, we have a really good business school. Um, maybe not as good as Florida's, but still very good. 
And so, but the thing is though, is that like I left and I don't, I didn't have any connections. And I would say even from an athletic perspective, the, um, the caliber of individuals that are in business at that point after college and professional side of things, again, I'm more just making a comment and just affirming you more than anything else that what you're doing, I think is just a huge skill that I barely know how to do in my job and I'm a networker, let alone a college student. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And I think the, um, it's an important point too, that this is not just something that applies to athletics, right? That's, it's a space right. that I know and that I, you know, I could get my foot in the door because I'm familiar with it and understand the problem there. Right. But there's, there's an application for this. If you're, you know, if you're looking to get into the design industry, I'm sure networking matters just as much there and would be just as valuable yeah. to a SCAD graduate as it is to a former Duke football player. And so um, the, the kind of the current model of doing things, right? You go to college, most college students wake up one day their senior year and they're like, am I allowed to curse on this? Sorry, I was going to say yes. a bad word. Sure. <laughs> so they, they wake up and they're like, they're like, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Right. I, and they kind of scramble to try to figure it out their senior year. And then you graduate and these resources go away. Right. You 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 are no longer on campus. You don't have access to the career center. You're you're no longer the focus of that school. The goal for us is we can help some of these athletes while they're in school. But as soon as you graduate, you become an alumni user on our on our platform and you still have access to the mentorship. You still have access to the network. You still have access to the jobs that we're posting. Um, so you have that oh shit moment in your senior year and maybe you don't fully figure it out until you're 23, 24, 25. You still have access to those resources and, and can engage uh, with with your university throughout that process, which we think is is a big, big value add as well. Yeah, Carl, I want to um, we've got a, a slew of questions here. Not sure if we have time, so we can always take this offline uh, after two. So I guess the first thing is, is how. How do you guys teach people how to network? I mean, you know, similar to you when I was mm. an undergrad at, at Florida, I worked in the football recruiting office for four years. Um, and a lot of them come sick from brag. Sick brag. Sick brag, not two national championships, not a big deal. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I saw a lot of students that struggled with um, just holding conversation and, and learning those skills. You know, when you, talk big, you know, college sports, um, you know, a lot of them come from underprivileged areas. Maybe they don't come from areas where, you know, they're taught a lot of these soft skills and everything else. And, and beyond that, I'm, I'm thinking not even just big college athletics where, you know, they're getting scholarships and uh, they're getting money every month for, for cost of living. But, you know, there's a lot of schools out there where they don't get anything right. And they're still lose their entire college experience to athletics where they're waking up at five in the morning, working out, going to class, going to practice, going to film study, going to tutoring, going Going to training table, going to bed and doing that, you know, nine yeah. months of the year. So I guess I say all that to say, how are you putting students in a position to, to be able to use, you know, the app and then the, the network effectively? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, a big part of this comes from my business school experience and part, and it's part of why I started this company really. They, they do an unbelievable job at Fuqua in particular of yeah. just of breaking down that process, right? And making it really simple, even for people who are, whether you're like the most gregarious outgoing person in the world, or you're like a little bit socially awkward and uncomfortable with those conversations, you can break down that networking process so that it's just a sequence of ask question, uh, determine response, like 
read somebody's face and then ask follow-up question. Right? It's, <laughs> you can you can really break these things down. And like if you if if we had more time, I could give you an acronym for everything. Right? Where it's like, here's the process to have an initial conversation with someone. Um, so that, it, you know, you can at least establish that relationship, right? And then we'll give them a, t a template for what the follow-up email looks like. And we'll give them a, a tool to track that conversation so that they make sure they're following up at an appropriate cadence, right? And these are all things that, that have really been broken down. I'll, I'll give a shout out to a guy named Steve Dalton who teaches, uh, who does career development work at Fuqua. And he he's written a couple books about this. The two-hour job search is one, but he, you know, he... Yeah. He's a pretty socially awkward guy, he will admit. Um, and in order for him to be successful in the business school environment, he had to essentially just put a structure around everything. Even mm -hmm. a casual conversation had to feel structured to him for it to feel natural. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's that's what we try to help help these athletes do. But the other benefits of this, Danny, when you think about these closed networks, um, rather than something like a LinkedIn where these athletes go on and they can be a little bit overwhelmed and intimidated by the number of just the sheer volume of people that are on there. These networks are closed. They are private to these athlete communities. And so if you're an athlete getting on the, uh, you know, the Campbell university version of our app, right. You know that everyone in that community is there because they've shared your experience and they're there because they want to engage with you and help you in your path. Right. So it's a very welcoming uh, comforting environment for someone who's networking for the first time to practice that skill. That's interesting. And, and it's also, it's a warm intro, you know, exactly. all the time, you know, all the time is what it is. And that's um, not to mention the caliber of people that you're connected to just from like, if I'm just using Duke as an example, you know, you have Duke itself and then you have Duke sports teams as well. You know, so yeah. that's the, the caliber of mentorship and connectivity from that alone. Um, and then, you know, insert school pride here, right? So you can, you, know, you can talk about all that stuff. And I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Kyle, what's been, this question just popped in my head. And, and if you want to give names, great. If not, and kind of keep it vague. What's been kind of the, the coolest success story that you've seen yeah. with, with someone using your platform, um, whether that be a job they've landed or, I don't know, not necessarily money, but just maybe just a cool success story. Oh man. Um, well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind just for the, to try to challenge Dan and throw names out there and humble brag, right? Well, our, our first <laughs> program at Duke, uh, Daniel Jones was part of that program, right? And he knew he was going to go be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. He knew that he wasn't going to go, you know, apply for a consulting gig out of college. And we were still able to convince him that there was value in this for the future of his career, whether mm. in the NFL, after the NFL. Um, and I think that was a big win for us early on was someone like that to recognize like, okay, even though I'm going to reach the, the pinnacle of my sport, I'm going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. It's still worth my time to go through a program like this and to invest in my future beyond sport. Um, yeah. that, that was a cool moment for us. Um, but you know, I, I get emails all the time. I got an email last week from a, um, from a swimmer from Campbell, uh, who's now working at, um, Mako medical. And, yeah. you know, she's, she sent me an email out of the blue and said, Hey, I just got this job. I'm super pumped about it. It never would have happened if not for the Campbell made program at Campbell. I, I never would have made 
the introduction to the person who got me the job. I never would have known how to go through the interview process. My resume probably wouldn't have even got me an interview. And you see emails like that all the time. And it's just, it, you know, it, it makes this uh, a worthwhile endeavor. Kyle, I know you guys have only been around for a couple of years, but what are you, what are you noticing from um, the success rate of keeping people from undergraduate to helping out as alumni? So we, we see alumni as frankly, to this point, more engaged than the current mm -hmm. athlete population. Uh, alums are desperate to re-engage with their alma mater. They want to be connected to their former teammates. Uh, they want to know what's going on within their program. Uh, we, Iowa's, Iowa football is one of our, one of our newer customers. They are this fall have a lot of plans around, you know, doing some exclusive video content on game days, you know, from the locker room that go privately to their alumni community. Right. And that's a way for alums to engage that they just, it's, they haven't been engaged like that before. Right? It's, a, it's a unique private access to their program makes them feel like they're still part of that community. Right. That's a great really idea. Bad. That's a great idea. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I just read this the other day too. And I think, I, I don't know if you can talk about any pro, stuff or yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, I just make it, I was like, just to transition from some of that, yeah. because I, I was reading the other day and I'm sure some of the support communities that you can create, you know, bridging the gap, especially as are following people from university to professional sports, but yeah, uh, it's 70% of, I think it's 70% of NFL players end up bankrupt within two years of ending their mm -hmm. career. And mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's 85% of, MBA players are bankrupt or financial stress by after this career. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about support in addition, right, to, I mean, I'm sure that there's got to be some connect in there too. You want to elaborate a little bit on what those, those plans are and, and how that's, um, how you're helping others out at, in addition to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we are, you know, expanding into the, to the pro market. Uh, we sent our first NFL customer a couple weeks ago uh, and we're continuing to get, get some traction in that market. Uh, those teams where, where colleges are looking to do alumni engagement largely for fundraising outcomes, uh, the pro teams mm -hmm. are looking to do it to keep their keep their former players involved from a, a marketing and sponsorship standpoint. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to your point, Jake, it's a lot of these guys, you know, think that they've made it when they get to the NFL and they or, or the NBA or whatever it is, and they and they don't necessarily think about what the long term looks like. They don't necessarily realize that. The average career length in the NFL is right around three years, maybe a little less than that now. Um, so for most of these guys, you're not going to make enough money to take care of yourself and your family for the rest of your life, right? A big part of what we do is education around that. So these, the, the news feed that exists within each of these apps, we do a ton of different educational content on that feed. And on the college level, it's it's a lot of networking. It's a lot of career exploration. On the pro level, it's much more about uh, financial literacy, building your brand, and, and making sure that you're really setting yourself up um, to to capitalize on this opportunity that you've had, which is get to the professional sports world. Um, recognizing that very few of those guys are going to be, you know, Tom Brady in their mid 40s, still making you know millions of dollars a year. It's just not it's not the reality for for the vast 
He's not a good fantasy quarterback this year. Yeah, that would be the worst pick for me ever. That's, that's another conversation. Yeah, Brady, if you're listening, get it together. He's right around the corner from here, like literally two Yeah, Dan, go knock on his door. No, well, he's, he's, at, he's at the practice field. His, his house is a few miles away. But, uh, Kyle, I am curious. Um, obviously, there's a, a lot of folks that are trying to um, – I guess there's a lot of distraction when it comes to college students and when it comes to professional athletes for, for their attention, whether it be yeah. in networking, uh, whether it be in kind of planning for a career, you know, a very, very, very small percentage of, you know, college athletes go professional, but all of them think that they're going to go professional. Right. Yeah. Um, and same with professional players, you know, they're going to be the ones that last longer than the, what is it? 2.7 years on average, yeah. you know, in the NFL or, you know, just over three years in the NBA or whatever it might be. So how are you able to get their attention or what are you doing from a content perspective to kind of keep them engaged with, Hey, that there, there might, let's assume that you're going to be the next Tom Brady, but if you're not, <laughs> here's what we're trying to do. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's interesting because and you're, first of all, you're absolutely right. Right. All of these guys, there's this weird, mindset as an athlete where if you don't have that mentality then you feel like you're selling yourself short and you may not make it to that level because you doubted yourself to begin with right so you almost have to have this mentality of like i'm going to be the next great thing but then that can be limiting in exploring an identity outside of sports and there's a concept called athlete identity foreclosure that i can get into at some point but that that's where a lot of these transition challenges come from for athletes um but, you know, to your point, how do you keep those those kids engaged? Um, first of all, it's about showing them that, like, these skills can help you as you get to the next level. I mentioned Daniel Jones before. When we're doing – when we're giving you content about interview skills or networking skills, right, if you think about an NFL guy, if you want to succeed at the combine or in the draft process, you're going to talk to these NFL teams and you're going to have to present yourself well. And so knowing how to have those conversations, knowing how to build relationships, knowing how to create advocates in the field that you want to go into matters if you're trying to go into the NFL and it matters if you're trying to go into sports media, right? So drawing some of those parallels uh, really helps. And then also driving home the reality that part of what makes Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Kobe Bryant great is their ability to leverage their sports career into opportunities beyond sports. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I, I point to Kobe a lot. He, I was fortunate to work with him with the USA basketball team. And he, from a, from a relative, you know, he did a, an unbelievable job of leveraging his basketball career into what was going to be an incredibly successful career beyond basketball in, in production and all of the work that he was going into. Um, and so drawing some of those examples of like what makes these guys that you idolize great is their ability to do more than just play their sport. That helps a lot when you're trying to get engagement from, you know, an 18 year old who, who wants to be the next Kobe or the next Tom Brady. Yeah, no, I'm, it's so sad, obviously everything with Kobe Bryant, but, but I truly believe he was going to be an even better businessman yeah, uh, than he would have been yeah. a basketball player. Just what he was doing was absolutely incredible. I, I guess, Kyle, my last question uh, for you is, is what's next? How do you grow? You know, I would imagine that you're, you're monetizing some things, but, but how do you guys continue to grow and what's kind of the future of, of next play? Yeah. So the next, the big what's next, the next play? Play? 
Yeah, the next play, the next ah. play. Uh, well, and, and just that's a that is a big Coach K ism. Next play, that's where that comes from. He's yeah. big on cool. a, a next cool. play, next play mentality of you know whether the most recent thing you did was good or bad. You have to focus on on whatever the next thing is. Otherwise, you're you're not going to succeed in that next play. Um, so. The big next thing for us is looking at the employer side of this. And so we're, we're talking to a lot of large companies about uh, helping to build out the industry recruiter side of our business, where we, we know that athletes make great employees. If you think about what a company is looking for in an entry-level employee, they, they want someone who's coachable. They want someone who's resilient. They want someone who works hard, who's competitive, who's a team player, who communicates well, who's a leader, right? You're basically yeah. describing an athlete when you describe what you're looking for yeah. in an entry-level employee. So we're talking to a lot of companies about um, recruiting athletes through our platform and, and creating a, yeah. an internal job board within uh, each of these schools. So if you're a, a regional bank in Des Moines and you want to recruit Iowa football players, you can do it through our platform. If you're a national company and you want to recruit athletes from all over the country, uh, you can do that through our platform. Um, so from both a, a revenue standpoint and just a, a, a growth and value add standpoint, that's the next big thing for us is really building out the industry recruiter side of the platform. And I can speak to, I've got a couple of my, in my office here in Raleigh, a couple of my coworkers were collegiate athletes and actually put like four or five of them in there. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so like driven and focused, you're just kind of like, I think I just get lucky and they're just going to like, <laughs> I methodically did this for six years and that's why this yeah. is I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's so, and, and I think, I think the biggest, uh, and my question to you, Kyle, so, you know, for, for those of you who are still watching or, or even listening to this podcast when it hits next week, <clears throat> I know we've talked about athletes, right? You're probably like, this is great, right? Kyle's working with Kobe and, these high, you know, just uh, incredible athletes. What are some practical tips for networking for me? Right. And so I didn't know Kyle, if you could kind of dumb it down and be like, Hey, listen, like if you're listening to this, this applies. I know we've talked about applying to everybody, but what are like one or two nuggets that like you can give somebody when it comes to networking and really how to leverage their network? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing, if people are just afraid to, to put themselves out there and that's, that's yep. just a big barrier to overcome is, is recognizing that as, as humans, right. We, we get a little burst of happiness by helping someone else out along their path. Right. The only yeah. way I can help you though, is if you ask me for help. Uh, and yep. so we're so, we're so hesitant to ask for help in the job search, in the networking process. Um, even though at the end of the day, people are going to want to help us if we ask. Uh, and so yeah. that's the first big thing is just getting over that hurdle of recognizing like it is a socially acceptable thing to do uh, to to use your network. And, it's, and we talk to a ton of athletes who are like they, they view networking as like the cheap thing to do. Uh, they, they view it as like cheating the system. But it, it is just such mm -hmm. a huge part of building a successful career. Uh, and yeah. you're not you're not cheating anybody. Nobody's going to nobody's going to give you something if they don't like you. Um, yeah. But the odds are if you go ask for help and you make a good impression, then someone's going to be willing to to help you. Um, I think the other biggest thing and you and you hear this all the time is you need to do go through the networking process before you need anything. And I talked earlier about the that kind of oh shit moment that a lot of college students have their senior year. Right. And they they frantically start just going out trying to make relationships. And 
it becomes really transparent when you're only networking because you need a job in that moment, right? And so you have to go through the process of building relationships and building out your network before you actually are in dire need of that opportunity so that when that time comes, you've built a relationship that has a has an actual foundation to it, has some trust that exists within it. Um, it's not just a, a, a transactional relationship. It's a, it's a genuine um, connection at that point. Um. I think what you said really hits home and it's what I've really seen in the market right now is that people are like, well, I'm not looking for a job. I don't need a network. And mm. it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> like that's, that's not how that works. Yeah. You got to do it early on. And, and yeah. I think especially now and, and really in Kyle, I think, I think what you're doing with, with next play is, is huge because I, I think people need help more now than ever when it comes to networking. Yeah. yeah, I think we're all at home. We can't go to conferences. We can't go to meetups, um, all that. And so, you know, for me, it's it's one of these things where I think having the opportunity to foster community. Right. I think Jake and Dan have done that. We all have done it on this call in some way. Right. Dan's really involved down in Tampa with a lot of boards, nonprofits, be able to foster community within the Tampa environment or Tampa community what Jake's done in Raleigh obviously is, is, is some next level shit. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's huge. Um, and Kyle and what you're doing right now with next play, right. Fostering a community where athletes can, can have a network and find a job. I just think it's, uh, I just think it's unreal. So props to you, man. I mean, you're definitely uh, going where the market um, needs awesome. help. Yeah. And this is what I, this right here, Kyle, I mean, uh, we kind of talked about it briefly. You're like, well, not a, not a unicorn yet. And I'm like, no, but right now, this is the unicorn factor thing, right? This is it where it's yeah. like you found at a way to, one to create a business to, to actually help people in what they're like. They're the gap that you're filling is not some gimmicky salesy thing. You know, this is a real uh, problem that you're solving through your business to create community, to betterment of people's lives, to create connectiveness. You know, this is, this is, this is the real stuff, right? This is the stuff that keeps people from, going into isolation like this is if you think yeah i mean like, if we're talking about some deep think, deep shit like, like this stuff like this is what's making people belong somewhere so they don't feel alone they don't go do something real stupid you know this is right. what's build careers build families build build the country keep things going you know and and i think it's fantastic you know and you found really that was a big hole and you're making it happen and, and it's, yeah. it's awesome it's awesome. I appreciate that. And, and that's where I, I'll go back to the athlete identity foreclosure comment that I made earlier. Yeah. Right? You, these kids grow up playing basketball, for example, from the time they're you know four or five years old. Their social network, their, their confidence, their skills, yeah. the way that they're perceived by their community, it's all centered around basketball. And yeah. they hit a point, for the most part, when they turn 22, where that that central element to who they are goes away and you see a ton of mental health issues and yeah. challenges that, that these kids face as they transition out because they all, you know, when, when you're the, the thing that built your confidence and your community goes away, then you don't really know where to turn. And so yep. the, the whole concept here is, is trying to make sure that they, you know, have some lasting sense of identity beyond their sport. And I, you know, I think to your, to your point, Jake, that applies to a broader, subset of society, especially right now where, you know, community is so important in, in making us feel like we, we belong somewhere, uh, especially right now when we're all you know, somewhat, somewhat isolated to begin with. Yeah. 
So, all right, Kyle, thanks for hanging. So we finish every episode with a lightning round. And, and, and so uh, there are five questions. Um, I will grade you, but the points don't matter. So, okay. um, all right, first question. Favorite Duke sports moment that you've experienced? Uh, 2010 national championship game in Indianapolis. Uh, uh, Gordon Hayward misses a buzzer beater. I was a freshman student manager. Uh, got to run on the floor in the confetti, hand out the t-shirts. I, awesome. I have a, a national championship ring to show for it. Uh, you really? That's, that's so awesome. cool. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I was you had that to the tip of your tongue. That was lightning. <laughs> that was yeah, no, he was ready to go. Yeah. Um, all right, next question. What's your favorite, like, cheap eat, like, just dirty food around um, Duke's campus? Around Duke's campus? Um, probably going to go Cosmic Cantina late night, um, Grab, go upstairs and grab a burrito and maybe sit outside. Uh, that's, that's, that's probably what I'm going for. I, have, I will say in my business school years, uh, Heavenly Buffaloes made a, a run as kind, of, as kind of my late night eats as well. Some very good uh, chicken wings if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, I'm a big well, fan I'm of chicken wings. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, we always ask this question, beach or mountains? I am not a beach guy. I'm a mountain guy. Um, I can't. Do, I can't do the sand for whatever reason. Yeah, sorry. I'm, Taylor's I'm lost sorry. the last like four of these. Damn it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, all right. Last question because we're getting into the season. Favorite Halloween candy? Mm. Oh man. Um, Salad. Don't say candy corn, or I will completely delete this episode, <laughs> and you'll never get played. Yep. Um, yep. I'm a chocolate and peanut butter guy, so I'll go with Reese's. Nice. I've tried the Reese's with the new pretzels in the cup. I just heard. I have not. That I have not. Weird, that sounds amazing. Because M&M, saw, the pretzel m and are great. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Cool. Well, Kyle, thanks for hanging, man. It was awesome. Um, and best of, best of luck to you, man. Keep crushing it. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Unicorn Finders. If you found any of that interesting or helpful at all, please share it with your friends. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or want to be a part of our podcast, be sure to email us at info at theunicornfinders.com. And while you're at it, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe us five stars and share it with a friend or two. We'll see you next week.